Hi, we're Robin and Shelby, and you're listening to the Rising Rebel podcast. Through this podcast, our vision is to empower women to go for their dreams and have the courage to stand in their power. If you are someone who wants to live consciously, explore and shift your mindset, deepen your desire for personal growth, and really rebel against the shoulds and limiting beliefs that are holding you back, you've come to the right place. Here, we dig deep into the journey back to self and uncover that inner knowing that allows us to live from a place of alignment and authenticity. If the universe has placed us in your path, get ready because we're going on a wild and expansive ride. If you're on a journey of self-discovery, we've created an incredible experience just for you. Essentially, we've created what we wish we had to streamline our own personal development journey. It's called the Evolve and Expand Online Retreat and it goes live September 30. We've curated the best experts, teachers, and coaches from around the globe to bring you a -a one-of-a-kind learning experience. Some of our own biggest breakthroughs have happened when we least expected it, and often from leaders and teachers who weren't even on our radar. We believe that blending and finding a balance of modalities to serve, expand, and involve your mind, body, and soul is really the secret sauce to initiating quantum shifts. Visit www.evolveandexpandretreats.com to purchase your ticket or enter our giveaway. We've made the next step on your journey easy, accessible, and affordable. You'll get to learn from 27 different workshops and over 27 hours of content, all with lifetime access. So if you're ready to choose you and dive deep, we'd be absolutely honored for you to join us. Hello, magical humans. You've got Shelby here. Welcome back to the Rising Rebel podcast. Today's guest is Carissa Johnson. It was really incredible to get to be in a virtual space with her. Um, it's You're going to see what it feels like to be in the room within a really embodied spiritual teacher and leader. Um, she's definitely practicing what she preaches, that's for sure. We talk a little bit about uh, what it means to be a leader and why she represents the end. I'm going to let you um, dive into the episode to really understand that more. She is a spiritual guide, leadership advisor, certified energy medicine practitioner, transformational speaker, and executive producer. She helps high-impact leaders create wholeness and prosperity by merging ancient wisdom and modern leadership. She has her master's degree in clinical psychology and is a trained intuitive, channel, and multidimensional healer with over seven years of experience in the field of human behavior, energy healing, leadership coaching, and business consulting. Wow. This episode is jam-packed and really let's just get into the episode because it just it speaks for itself hello carissa welcome to the rising rebel podcast ah thank you for having me we were having a sweet little drop in right before this and it immediately brought me into such a sacred space in my heart and just feeling an enormous amount of gratitude to come together to have this conversation and really praying that it touches the lives of those it's meant to in this moment and always so thank you for having me Mm. Yeah. Thank you for being here. It's funny because, um, this doesn't happen to me very often, but I'm, I feel a little bit emotional with you in the space, which is funny because, and not in a bad way, you know, I, I, when people say emotional, it's like, I'm going to break out in tears. That's not, that's not how I feel, but I just feel maybe like 
just grounded, connected. I yeah, I feel I feel good. I'm excited for this conversation with you. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know what's surprising is the last couple of podcast interviews I've done, I've felt that way as well. And I think, and it's making me emotional here too, of just like, I think the depth that I'm able to feel right now and the resonance that other people feel as we come together, as we share the sacred space and have these conversations that are so needed for humanity and the planet and just our own personal journey, it, it really does bring us into our heart, which is, you know, the medium between worlds. And it really, of course, there's emotion because it's it's so activating for us to be, to be seen, to be con- in connection. So... I'm right there with you, sister. I'm feeling the emotions as well. <laughs> yeah, I think there's something when you said connection um, in the, in today's world, it's fine. It's really hard to sometimes get that sort of like deep connection, like that. You know, go being going below the surface level, which a lot of people we like to stay on the surface surface level. But when you can drop in and just know that two people are al- they're allowing their bodies, their minds, and their souls to drop in at the same time, something kind of powerful happens when both people are on yeah. board with dropping in. Yeah, and I think the thing that I love that you're you're absolutely right. There is this what um Dr. Joe Dispenza would call is like this coherence, right? You're creating this coherence in the energy field with your heart, your mind and then connection with another. And something that I've really been in deep contemplation about and has been working on for the last couple of years with my work on transcendent leadership and really elevating the voices of humanity is um, really helping people understand that we li- we've lived in this disjointed world where the mind has been studied in Western psychology. Now there's this emphasis on somatics and body, and we're really transcending into understanding the power of spirit and how all of those work synergistically and cannot be studied necessarily disjointedly because there's this harmonics, there's this um, this cohesion that everything works together. And when you feel somebody who has this quiet mind, who's really deep in their heart and really opening up to the channel of spirit, it's a quite palpable energy. And it's kind of this ineffable, unfuckwithable power that people embody themselves. And then when they're embodying it, it really invites in other people to activate this or, or really hold this within themselves. So yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation, you know, around that and whatever, because I think that this is um, the evolution of where we're going is really understanding the power of soul and spirit and God and and whatever the terminology uses is irrelevant, but that there's a greater force of nature that's really inviting us in deeper. Yeah. So the, you know, when I look at what you've been doing in the world, that kind of explains the evolution of your business growth, growth as well, because you, um, and you, I'll allow you some time to, uh, tell this story yourself, but you were a business coach before. You were a very successful top tier business coach. And you said something was calling you deeper and you've sort of shifted out of your business coach title and that accolade. I know you've used that word before and you've shifted into what you're doing now. So can you give us a little bit of background on uh, basically what you're up to in the world and how that shift came for you? Yeah. You know, what's so interesting. I've been asked this question more than I think I've been ever asked around the title in the last like two weeks more than ever before. And the way that I work in the world is I really pay attention to signs and synchronicities and nudges and like, 
okay, something's happening here. And I'm going through a deeper shift in my own, my own sense of self, my own identity, what it is I want to contribute to the world, what it is that's my world, my will versus thy will, and really understanding how to surrender deeply into that. And so getting this question around, around this really elicits this raw tenderness that I'm still navigating and in right now on just a deeper level. Because truthfully, when it becomes to, when it comes to embodying a transcendent leadership, there's really this element of going beyond self, going beyond limitations, and also going beyond titles. I have done so many different and very unusual and cool things in my life. My background is in clinical psychology. So I was a licensed professional counselor for some years and working in addictions and just community mental health. And that was its own world. And then I was a life coach and then I was a business coach. And then uh, then I was doing leadership and now I'm doing spiritual leadership and all of it kind of is interwoven together into this truest nature that is just who I am. And I think that, you know, getting rid of the title of business coach was really challenging for me. And I think that I've seen, I've been in the coaching industry and the coaching space for eight years. I wasn't in the online social media space for that long. Um, like directly, but I've seen a shift in consciousness in that, in this industry where I think a lot of people got into business coaching because there was this belief system that it was kind of the only way that you could make money. You could kind of wear the guise of a business coach, but behind the scenes, you were actually a life coach that was helping somebody who was in entrepreneurship, but you could charge high ticket because the entrepreneurs would pay that or they would, they'd want the ROI. And I'm not saying that people do or do not get involved with that, but there's an essence of that, whether people are fully operating from that awareness or not. I've always kind of seen that and myself included. I didn't get into business coaching for that, but I noticed that I stayed in it because of the fear of not being able to continue to sustain my lifestyle because of that. You know, my my entry into it was more from a life coaching perspective. And because of my background in psychology, I was really able to help my clients from a psychological perspective with marketing, with sales, with copy, with embodiment, et cetera. And so then I was just like, well, I'm doing business coaching. I might as well call it that. And then there became a point where I was really out of alignment. I have these really strong spiritual, intuitive healing abilities that I didn't feel like I was in integrity with by identifying as a business coach. And so I had this really strong awakening in at the end of 2019, right before 2020. And my gifts started to get stronger. I started to have clear messages and I was just feeling more and more out of alignment. And I think the truth of the reality is when people go through spiritual awakenings, they go through a healing process. And one of the things that's kind of missed during that process is they pick up more on subtle energy. And when it comes to subtle energy, you pick up more on truth. So you're able to see more truth. You're able to feel more truth. You're able to um, recognize where truth is not within yourself and other people. And the terminology with that is alignment, right? But I ended up feeling like, Everywhere I turned, I was like, wow, eating in this way doesn't feel good anymore. Working with these clients doesn't feel good anymore. And so I went on a really deep 
four or five months sabbatical, going deeper into my connection with my gifts and God. My I was studying shamanism at the time and actually still do to some extent and was really helping, like was really wanting to get to the core of who I am without all my personality constructs, without all my trauma, because I realized later on that I had really deep core sexual trauma that had pervaded my entire existence and had created a mask that I became this high achiever archetype. And so instead of going in younger, my younger years, I was more um, into substances and addiction. My addiction just translated to um, high achievement and I was rewarded for that. So this deep, these last couple of years have been deep in the exploration of, you know, who am I without the high achiever archetype? Who am I without the title? What do I feel like my soul is calling me to do beyond the mind, beyond these paradigms of business coaching is the only way that you can make money or posting on social media every day is the only way to build a following, like looking at the reality that we live in and really being lovingly the, the challenger of the status quo and asking, is this what I want to believe? Is this what I actually believe? And do I think that there's a better, another or a different way? And so now what I do in the world is I really help these leaders, entrepreneurs, public figures connect with the ancient wisdom of their soul and transcend beyond duality and these old paradigms and these limitations and really come into a place of deep embodiment so that they can guide themselves and other people to a greater level of prosperity. And so that's what transcendent leadership is. And ultimately, that's, I think, my greatest gift and not just in a way of teaching people how to do it, but becoming the embodiment of it myself, which really activates other people to look more deeply within themselves. And I think that that's our greatest contribution is truly our beingness in the world, not necessarily what we do or offer, which is a a whole deconstructing in and of itself. Mm. Wow. (laughs) Um, I, <laughs> okay. So something that I read, um, uh, that you said, I'm going to read out. It says, what if there could be power and peace, wealth and health influence and wholeness? And then you say, I am the end. I stand for the end. When I read mm-hmm. that, I was like, Ooh, chills in my spine. You are the end. And you talk about duality. And do you think that is the biggest shift or one of, I shouldn't say the biggest shift, but one of the shifts that you had is understanding the and in between and and not that sort of black and white, this or that mentality. Has that been something that's been a big part mm-hmm. of your life? Yeah, absolutely. That was the, the emphasis that I was initially invited into. Um, so I don't even know how it started, but I, I, I began to just recognize that I was living, living in this very polarized black and white um, dichotomous experience. And I think we all kind of do, right? You're either masculine or feminine. You're either black or white. You're either rich or poor. You're either successful or you're not. And it's like, that's not true. You know, there's a beautiful gray area. I mean, there's, there are literally 50 shades of gray, right? (laughs) So in this spectrum of all of these shades there, that is where truth lies. You know, truth is not, um, you know, I, I think that something I've been really sitting with is, is truth is, um, you can't penetrate it. So whether it comes through in a, in a, in a verb or whether it comes through an experience, it's, um, it's ineffable. You can't, you know, it's withstands the test of time. And so 
my biggest challenge was getting to the awareness where I could see where the beauty in life was, where I could see where I am actually a very deeply cultivated masculine being, but I also have a very powerful feminine side. And I think I shamed myself a lot for having both. Like I needed to be more feminine in this awakening of the Phoenix rising. I needed to share my surrendering, my softness. And I really was like, yes, and I like to lead. I like to initiate. I'm a double Aries. So there's this natural fire. You know, one of my planets is, is ruled by Mars, which is a masculine planet. So, you know, I think that we have lived in a world where there's been these choice points where we felt like we've needed to make. You know, one of my deepest inquiries right now is around my faith in God and really looking at the Bible and, and really asking myself, okay, there's really important information here and I don't actually resonate with everything here. And am I a sinner because of that? Like, do I need to adopt everything or I'm a bad person? And so, yeah, the, the answer to that question is, giving myself space to play in the gray area, to live in the exploration of this human experience, to understand that I am both, that we all are everything and all of it all at once. And that that is, you know, it's really minimizing our, our existence to be able to say we are this or that. And so, you know, as I was helping these entrepreneurs get more in touch with their soul wisdom, there were belief systems that were really shown to me. I'm either at peace and I'm this spiritual goddess who's playing in Costa Rica and I'm broke as shit, or I'm this powerful entrepreneur who's building this nine figure empire. And I was like, why, why can't it be both? I definitely have both archetypes in me where I want to go to Costa Rica and I want to do nothing but drink tea and get massaged for days. And there's also times where I'm working 10 hours a day where I'm enthralled in everything that I'm doing and I'm leading my team. There, there, we are all existing on this beautiful spectrum. We are multi, more multidimensional than we could ever possibly comprehend. And the more we try to fit ourselves in these constructs and these boxes and these paradigms, we really rob ourselves. And so, you know, the wealth and the health, the power and the peace, the influence and the wholeness all can exist together. And I think that on our way to success, if we're looking at it like a linear process, which it never is, a lot of us have sacrificed something to get there. One of mine primarily being my health. I sacrificed my health because I was working 18 hour days. I was actually, I almost was like 20 hour days, but I'm like, no, I was sleeping for a couple of hours. I was working these really long days because I felt like it had to be hard. Otherwise it wasn't worth it. I had to hustle or otherwise I wasn't going to make it. And so it's all of it. It really is all of it. And the more we can allow ourselves to be in that space, I think the more we can come into truth. And as we come into truth, that is when we hear our, our highest wisdom that wants to come through that continues to guide us. So we have um, our, our listeners, We on this podcast, we like to have a little bit of everything and give people kind of little bite sizes of all the different, you know, modalities, techniques, ways of thinking, different people. Um, that's kind of our mission with this podcast. And you talk about tapping into your own soul's wisdom. So I'm just curious if we could break that down a little bit of like what that means. And if people are listening to this and this is new for them and they say, oh, uh, do I have the soul wisdom? Like, how do I tap into my own soul wisdom? What would you tell somebody like that who's um, maybe just beginning on their soul journey and they're wanting to get more in touch with themselves? Yeah. 
I think this is the greatest question of all time. And it is one that I continue to deepen in every single day. I think that, you know, we would be silly to believe that there's not a force greater than our mind guiding us, right? This logic rationale, you know, when some people ask sometimes, what do you do? And I had a hard time telling them. And so I would explain this story. I would say, have you ever uh, made a decision that on paper looked absolutely ridiculous, that every part of your mind was looking for a reason or evidence that it needed to be a certain way in order for you to do it. But something, whether it was a nudge or you got a sign or something just told you to do it and then you did it and it worked out. And everyone's like, yes, I've had that before. You know, when I married my wife or when I went on this trip and I did this thing and I'm like, exactly. That is what I do. I help people connect to that. And it's crazy because we are all experiencing that on a day-to-day basis. You are never not guided by your soul wisdom. It is always there. It is always around. It is always nudging you. It is always inviting you. It is whispering in your ear. And, you know, many people come to me and they're like, I'm just so disconnected from my soul. And I'm like, you're not disconnected. You're just distracted. You are distracted by the stories that your mind has created. You are distracted by the trying to keep up with the the Joneses or social media or your last income month. You might be distracted by comparing yourself to other people. You are just fundamentally distracted. And so everyone is already doing this but ultimately what i do is i help people get so honed in on this skill and ability that that is how they make all of their decisions and one of the things that is the greatest gift of this is that when you make your decisions from this place you don't doubt it because it's so clear that it's coming from beyond you like you ever make a decision you're like oh i don't know if that's right well when you hear your soul's wisdom when you hear god when you hear higher intelligence because there's a multitude of realms that you can access right you have ancestors you have angels ascended masters you have jesus yeshua if you work with him and his his unconditional love you have god there's the universe that's naturally orchestrating in the quantum field like all of this higher level of intelligence is all working with you. So we got like hundreds of committee members and energies that are really supporting us. And so one of the the simplest practices that people can do is they can start. It's one thing to like, I can tell you to be present, but the truth is that your trauma is ultimately contributing to your inability to be present, right? Feeling like you have to be busy or thinking in order to be in a conversation, feeling like you have to have a whole thing prepared, planned out with your client in order to get them transformation. So, you know, the longest journey they say is from the mind into the heart. And so the heart is the bridge between worlds and holds all the wisdom and codes for the soul. So, you know, the the emphasis is really on being present to the moment so that you can actually hear the subtleties and the whispers and the nudges and the way that your body responds when you're asked a question and et cetera. But ultimately, one of the greatest things that you can do is start on a healing journey. So that might be that you work with a practitioner. That might be that you go out into nature more and you really regulate yourself on the Schumann resonance and put your feet on the earth for a minute and get your nervous system regulated. You know, there's a multitude of ways to do this. And so to keep it really simple, one of the simplest practices, and people kind of laugh when I say this, but it is life-changing, is if you go out into nature 
and get disconnected from technology, get disconnected from your work, really allow yourself to be in silence, to be in stillness, to be in communion with the earth. That is going to offer you the deepest medicine. You know, there is wisdom in the voiceless, meaning the rivers have messages for you. The birds chirping activate your the frequency in your body. And when you're so disconnected or when you're so connected to your technology, it's really disrupting your electromagnetic field. So that is one of the greatest disruptors of accessing the soul wisdom is the constant stimulation and bombardment of of inundated technology and stimulation and and whatnot. So one of the simplest practices is maybe for two days on the weekend if you don't have, or maybe it's for a couple of hours if you have children, you can't actually do this. Set aside an intentional time put your phone away, go out into nature, sit not with your not with your podcasts and not with an intention and maybe not even with a friend and just go and and really pay attention to and take a journal and pay attention to how you feel when you are at the top of that mountain, how you feel when you're walking. Pay attention to the birds that come by. And if you notice like, oh, that reminds me of my grandmother, you know, those are all messages. If you, if we could really understand how many messages and guidance are out there from the way that we click on our phone and we accidentally click on a friend that we haven't talked to in three years and it calls them. These are constantly invitations to connect deeper to the soul information and wisdom. So yeah, just to wrap that piece up, it's really getting out into nature, getting disconnected from technology and really being in a place of stillness and silence so that you can hear it. We have to build the relationship if we want to listen. It's kind of like, how do I get, how do I become married? It's like, well, first you got to start a relationship, then you got to get to know this person and then you got to listen to this person and contribute in this way. So this is a relationship that's cultivated over time, not a one-stop shop experience that we are like, oh, I hear it now. It's a constant, never ending cultivation that happens over a lifetime. Yeah. And I can speak to the, you know, the constant evolution over a lifetime with that. I, um, I've gone on my own journey and I've gotten a very strong inward, I call it my, you know, my internal guidance system. And I went through this phase where I was trusting it. I was, you know, listening to it everything. I was making decisions based off of that. And then I started to have this feeling when I thought my mind thought things weren't working out. And then I started to have this distrust of like, oh, was that my internal guidance system? Was I doing that? You know, do I trust that my gut reactions are the truth? Do I, I had this sort of like trust moment where I was like, oh man, I don't know, maybe I'm making the wrong decisions. And then I had this realization that there are no wrong decisions. Everything that I thought in my logical brain was the wrong choice actually led me to a beautiful door that opened. Or, you know, so I just wanted to remind our listeners too is that happened for me. You have this guidance system, you start listening to it, and then you think, oh, I can't listen to it. You've walked me astray. Well, it's, is that really true? Because I, I really believe that everything happens in its perfect timing. Um, and so I just wanted to add that in and see what you think about that as well. Yeah. Thank you for presencing that. That's absolute. What spirit tells me all the time is, you know, how many ways are there for you to get home from the grocery store? 
And I'm like, okay, like I could list like 10, you know, even if I was like, well, I go this way and then I make a U-turn, there's, there's a variety of different ways. And ultimately all of them are leading you home. And so, you know, I've experienced a similar thing where I met this guy a couple of years ago and I felt like my soul was telling me to connect with him. And then I went into the most like a shit show of a relationship and a connection for months. And I was upset. I was like higher guidance, soul, body. You know, I actually connect more with when I call it spirit or God, even though it's coming from my connection to my heart and my body, all of it's synergistic and working together. But I was like, what the hell? Why would you lead me to this guy? This has been nothing but crazy. I feel terrible. And the message was very similar that all roads are leading to home. And this leading to this relationship actually in hindsight now showed me that there were so, there was so much medicine in that relationship. I learned discernment. I learned boundaries. I learned what I was not available for. I learned how to navigate narcissistic tendencies, etc. So I needed to go down that path. And so it's really doing away with this thing that spirits or your soul or your internal guidance system is always going to lead you to this fairyland rainbow life. It's going to be to your highest and aligned path. And sometimes the road and path to get there can be a little bit rocky. But if you can come into a place of acceptance and truth and knowing that all is perfect and happening as it's needed to for your growth, for your evolution, and that everything is medicine, then there are no wrong paths. There are no wrong decisions. All is forgiven and everything is perfect and being orchestrated in your highest alignment and favor. So I absolutely agree with that. And I think that's a really good thing to continue to invite people to be with because there's so much pressure to make the right decisions and do the things. And then you're like, and then when you feel led there and then you're in a situation where it's crunchy and it's hard, you then start to retract and you feel, well, I, I shouldn't be in this situation. And the truth is, if you, if you, didn't need to be there, you wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Period. And so, yeah, it's a very profound piece of truth that sometimes takes people a while to really understand. Yeah. Embody. If you didn't need to be there, you wouldn't be there. That I'm gonna I'm gonna get that tattooed on my arm. I can just look down at it. Because <laughs> that has been my biggest uh thing that is happening in my world right now. And that's just, yeah, sums it up so perfectly is sort of like looking at some of those decisions I've made and like, oh, was that the right decision? It's like, yes, of course it was. It brought you to right here, right now. Of course it was. It, it, like you said, if you if it wasn't meant to go that way, it wouldn't have happened that way. So, And I, I really do believe that. So thank you for summing that up so beautifully. I yeah. want to – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say there was one more thing that came through um, that, oh no, I feel like I lost it. (laughs) It was, um, it was, uh, now I don't remember. It'll come through again if it's meant to. Trusting. (laughs) We'll just wait for it. (laughs) It's worth the wait. Um, Let's pivot for a second and talk about the workshop that you're going to be doing inside of the Evolve and Expand online retreat. We are so grateful to have you in there as a workshop host. Your workshop is called Empowering Leadership Through Soul Wisdom. Untame Your Heart's Potential. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about what you're going to be presenting? Yes. So in order to really understand and feel the what's going to come through with that and what's coming through with that is you'll you'll have to just come and join. Like that's just Mm -hmm. the truth. When you'll notice that even 
when someone is speaking and you're feeling the resonance of truth with that, like I often teach in a way of transmission. So I don't, I'm not a, a spiritual teacher in a way where I'm like, here's the framework, here's the thing. I, when I speak, it, it literally orchestrates and activates people's power within themselves. And there's been so many times people message me and like, I don't know what you just did to me or what you said or how I've transformed, but there's something really palpable and that's unlocking in me. And so, yeah, what I'm teaching is really helping people go from the mind into the body. And then what are some practical steps that you can do that on a day-to-day -day basis? Because it can be challenging. We're like, okay, I actually don't have a weekend. I can go away into nature or I'm still struggling with feeling like I'm making the wrong decisions. So this workshop is really supporting people in understanding that this is a path to walk and a journey to go on and one of which that is in constant refinement and understanding of yourself and the subtleties. And so the truth is when you untame your heart, there is a lot of emotions that come online. And that is, again, that is the bridge between worlds. And so when people are really stepping into their potential, they're trying to often do it from the mind and thinking, if I do this strategy, if I go to this workshop, et cetera, I'm going to learn this thing, then I'm going to apply and then I'm going to transform. And that's one path. And that's a very linear path. You could also come and you could experience something that's so awakening and opening you to feelings and sensations that you've never felt before that you naturally show up in the way in the world differently that shows you and mirrors to you back the person that you truly are so essentially this workshop is less of a teaching a framework and more of a soul activation that's really going to help you get to the core of what's deeply within you and help you understand the things that are blocking you from your heart. Because I could easily say, okay, if you want to connect your heart, do these things. But often, you know, from the way that we're raised as children, from modeling behavior, from past trauma and core wounds, we have a lot of shielding and protecting over our heart. And if that is the access point, if that is the place where we receive all this information, it doesn't make sense just to teach how to access the heart. We have to understand what's blocking it. So that's where the teaching component comes in is where there's like teaching around what's blocking the heart. And then how do we actually drop into the heart in such a way that that wisdom becomes second nature? So there's an element of practicality, but ultimately it's just going to be like an activation, really, really um, transmitting certain energy and frequency with people that they'll leave and like, wow, I have so much energy. Okay. This is the, the energy or the frequency that she's talking about. And then from the homework and the steps, okay, this is how I continue to stay in this space. Because the thing is with retreats and, and this being a virtual one, a lot of people go to like a Tony Robbins and like blasting their nervous systems open, like, oh my God, I feel so good. This is a more grounded and subtle way of opening and really feeling the palpableness of the energy that wants to come through. And so it's going to be more soft and subtle, but equally as transformative. And I'm so excited for people to really tune into this workshop because I've never taught it and shared it in this way. So it's exclusive to this retreat and it'll be really exciting to see how people experience it and what they walk away feeling and knowing and embodying. Mm. Well, I can speak to that just being on the receiving end of this podcast with you. Get in the room with this girl, you guys get in the room with her because mm -hmm. it is, it's not, it's not explainable, but it's like a, it's a palpable feeling. It's a shift that you feel in your body when you're 
uh, in the room with somebody. And really, I'm going to take, you know, my own ownership of that because you're just mirroring to me what I already feel, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if people want to uh, start to connect to their internal energy, start to feel that that soul wisdom, this is the type of workshop that's it's going to take you out of the head and into the body, into that embodiment piece, which is so important. And a lot of people, we talk about embodiment, but it's a practice that takes a lot more than just talking about it. It takes actually integrating it. And so I also love that you're not just going to give people what they think they need, right? A lot of people go into it thinking they need, okay, I need the framework. I need the strategy. Mm -hmm. I need the structure. Mm -hmm. Give it to me A plus B equals C, right? That's what we think we need. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, 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 I'm not going to give you what you think you need. I'm going to step above that. And I'm going to give you what I know. What your soul wants. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So cool. So thank you for, thank you for being part of that. Um, I just want to ask you what leadership means to you because, you know, empowering leadership through soul wisdom, that's the name of your workshop. And you are a um, leadership advisor, part of your your spiritual guide, a leadership advisor, and an energy medicine facilitator. So what does leadership mean to you? Because it can mean different things to so many people. So I'm just curious to see what it means to you. Yeah. You know, when I first started receiving the guidance that I was supposed to be supporting people with leadership, I was like, I don't want to work in organizations. I don't want to work in executive spaces where, you know, people are being taught how to communicate better or how to um, work more cohesively or how to get along better. And spirit was very clear with me that this was a new paradigm of leadership. This was not going to be taught from the same construct of the mind. And although communication strategies and working on teams is an element and an aspect of what I believe leadership is this new paradigm of leadership and what I teach from a transcendent leadership standpoint is about the three aspects of leadership right it's about self-leadership and self-mastery it's about leadership of others which can also include family and it's also the fundamental aspect of what I'm really bringing forth is about being led yourself by spirit by your soul so I think that from that context and that framework it almost reminds me and I did a transmission on this maybe last year in a 30 activation 30 day activation that I have that's actually free my team still like is like what are we doing why is this free (laughs) Um, and you can go to my website and find it there but during that transmission what came through very clear for me around leadership is this vision of a boat and this this old paradigm of leadership very much like okay there's a captain of the boat and they're on a boat and they're steering the boat and i think that that's an element of it right when we think about that's an element of it but also there's crew members on that boat who who not only need direction but who also are working together harmoniously and are also working with nature right the the even if the captain was like we need to go here they're working with weather there might be storms and hurricanes and tsunamis and and sun and rainfall and and even the tides rocking right so the element of bringing in this understanding of we are leading ourselves in a time where we're also needing to um, really connect with the deeper universal understanding of we're working with nature. And so it's really walking this path as the leader, as the captain of this ship, which is the the leader, you're working with 
team, you're working with other people, you cannot do it alone, which is the truth. Can you think about for a moment if the captain was on the ship and just was working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that ship is going down because there is there that they're probably exhausted and they're not really leaving room for the human aspect of it, right? So working with nature and also sometimes there is this path where the the leader thinks they need to go in a certain way and somehow some way they end up going in a different direction and it's more there's um there's more scenery or they get there faster or they end up you know maybe it's a, a fishing boat for whatever reason that's coming through and they find more shift they find more shift uh fish in this area so leadership fundamentally speaking is that that triad of self-leadership leadership of others including family and also being spirit-led and it includes really working with the harmony of life really working with the harmony of others and just really tuning into that the path is not always linear and it's less about directing energy it's less about directing people and it's more about really paying attention to the direction in which you're supposed to go from this soul wisdom and so yeah i would say that that's a long-winded answer of what i personally believe that leadership is but you know i think about how this applies to people who who do run organizations and do work in businesses which is a lot of who i work with um there is this invitation for leaders to really go first and that doesn't always mean first in terms of taking the risks i think about some of the greatest leaders of all time and the people that i really admire in the leadership space and they're also creating space for vulnerability you know one of my one of my mentors that i had maybe four or five years ago when i was actually working in corporate i had to be five years ago because i was i didn't have my business then in team meetings he would he would create space for people to share and he would always start with like yeah at home you know i'm having some if issues navigating one of my children or whatever or this is going on with my wife he would be vulnerable and so this compassionate leadership this heart-centered leadership isn't about going first in a way of making decisions and leading in the front sometimes it's about coming from behind and really ushering people to move forward by creating spaciousness for people to feel seen and to feel heard and and this vulnerability feels really important in this next iteration of leadership um, where there's there's transparency around what is truthful and not just this highlight reel of I run this team or I have the social media following. It's like, yeah, what's really going on behind the scenes and how are you leading yourself and then how other people are inspired by that. So that is what I believe about leadership. <laughs> I perfectly said. <laughs> I uh, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, keep going, keep going. I'm listening. <laughs> uh, so cool. Um, I have a couple more things. I want to know where people can find you. So we'll put all the stuff in the show notes. Where yeah, I – you know, the place I'm at the most is probably my in my DMs. My team doesn't go in there. And so if you DM me, I'll be there at Carissa Johnson. It's Johnson with an E, J-O-H-N-S-E-N. And then you can go to my website where there's offers. We're probably going to be maybe opening up a retreat later this year. And um, my podcast, Transcendent Leadership. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, I'm just you. You can find me in all the places. I trust where wherever you stumble upon or whatever you click is going to be perfect. Mm, awesome. And then I always like to um, ask our guests to leave 
our viewers, our listeners with just a little bit of something that comes from the heart, you know, um, just something that if they're, you know, if they're on their journey and they're just feeling like maybe times are tough or they're, they're having a hard time with something, they want to, you know, have a little bit of inspiration. I just like to ask our guests if there's a little message that they have for them. Yeah. Right now I'm in deep study with A Course in Miracles and I'm really going through that and finding it so nourishing for my soul. And in the first chapter, it talks about a miracle and how we can so often think that a miracle is something that happens, right? The money comes in, the client comes in, the the relationship gets fixed or healed, but a miracle can be a shift in perspective. It can be a shift into thinking. It can be a shift into aligned feeling. And the thing that feels the most deeply resonant to share right now is that a miracle in and of itself isn't what creates people to feel the awestruckness or the inspiration or the um, the curiosity of like, oh my God, how did this happen? We think about more deeply, like where do where is the source of the miracle coming from? Like the miracle itself matters, but it really doesn't. When you think about where the miracle is coming from and how this is all happening, that for me leads me in such a place of peace, knowing that there's so much more to life than than this this exact moment. There's so much more happening behind the scenes than maybe my mind is willing to let me believe. And there's so much more support in all of these realms of existence and galaxies and universe that is really here orchestrating everything in our favor. And so if you're feeling hopeless, if you're feeling distraught, if you're calling upon a miracle, remember that it can start with a shift in thinking and that the miracle in and of itself isn't actually what you're looking for. It's connection more deeply to something greater where the source of that miracle is coming from. And once you can connect to that, that will offer you the greatest level of peace and like a soothing balm to your heart, knowing that if that's possible, if that's coming from something greater than you, then every decision can be guided by that. Every every connection that comes into your life is guided by that and that we are all so held by the higher realms that really deeply want to support us when we can allow ourselves to be led and held in that way. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, my friend, and we'll see you on the other side. Blessings. Thanks so much for having me. If you've made it to the end of this episode, that means you're committed to expanding your mindset, shifting your beliefs, and the journey back to self. We are so honored and absolutely grateful to have you along for the ride. If you enjoyed this conversation, please help us spread the message by sending this episode to a friend. The Rising Rebel is dedicated to creating a paradigm shift where women remember how truly magical and innately worthy they are. See you next week, and remember... Empowered women are good for the world.